0: nice to meet you anyway so um likewise me yeah so is it you you've, you've come over once before i think to uk yes you know?
1: well i visited i actually played football here football, uh, football here football. when i was
0: 12 years old what soccer type football i did yeah. soccer type football <laughs> yeah man
1: so i played over here as part of like a us elite team and we came over and did a few tournaments and so I, i've been coming over yeah for a couple of years now but First time playing a show was uh, was just in August. Yeah.
0: Amazing. So, yeah. what do you think of over here then? So, I love it. Yeah, I
1: love it. You guys really love mm. music here. You listen well. The album. Is that
0: your first album, Deep Cut? Well, it's the first full length. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've had several EPs and some singles here and there, but no, this was the first. You know, mm. put your flag in the ground and let
0: people see all of you. Yeah, and. Um, and you co-write on it as well, do you?
1: Yeah. Well, no, I I I am a writer on every song, and a yeah. lot of them are co-written. Yeah, I, I co-write a lot. I write a yeah. lot of
0: songs in a year. Yeah. Does that do you do you find that gives you extra sort of dimensions to your writing then? I hope so. Yeah.
1: You learn something from everybody you meet. Yeah. And. Uh, the same could be said for everybody you write with,
0: certainly. Yeah. And you're, you're based in Nashville now, aren't you? Which, mm-hmm. is, which is basically the songwriting mecca, really. Isn't there it? it is. Yeah. yeah
1: no, I, I, when I saw what some of those pro writers, you know, the best of the best, were doing, yeah. Tom Douglas and Rivers Rutherford, like the clip that they were keeping at just to keep up, I was, I mm. said, if I'm going to be as good as them, I need to start working yeah. as hard as they do.
0: So, how long have you been in Nashville for? 15 years. God, that's so then. So, you come from, is it Missouri?
1: Missouri. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Joplin.
0: Joplin, Missouri.
1: Yeah, Joplin, Missouri.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did do you, do you start songwriting in Nashville or did you actually start performing when you got there?
1: Well, I, I started songwriting back in Missouri. Um, yeah. It was kind of the catalyst for pulling me into Nashville. Yeah. Um, but, you know, once you get to Nashville, you kind of got to get your bearings because yeah. no matter how big and awesome you thought you were in your other town, <laughs> when you come to Nashville, it's a whole new ball game. And we always have this saying that there's... A twenty-four month hump. Mm. If you can make it over the twenty-four month hump, you're probably going to be there at least seven years. But yeah. most people don't make it over the twenty-four
0: month. hump. I've heard you say like a ten-year town, isn't it? Before oh, absolutely. Happened, yeah.
1: That's, well, obviously, fifteen in my case.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> and um, I mean, a lot a lot of um artists have gone that route. They've gone into Nashville songwriting, like Casey Musgraves. Sure. And then and then made. I think Brandy Clark as well. Didn't mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So the songwriting is the the anchor. The then catalyst. They can, they can, well, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's probably some there's probably some creative reasons for that there's also some industry reasons for that yeah. too cuz if they write a single for somebody else and it starts bringing some money that's in, true yeah they've, now they've got some artist aspirations like yeah. can be seen
0: yeah i guess a name across i suppose as well something absolutely
1: to, yeah at least in the circles yeah
0: so and also um, recently now there's um, there's a lot of breakthrough from artists like Chris Stapleton sure. and uh, Jason Isbell who, yeah you know, so east nashville has become a bit more mainstream prevalent was, yeah well, well, not, mainstream is not the right word but a bit, sure. a bit more well known yeah better.
1: and I think I think that's just the industry responding to what people yeah. actually want yeah. so when you give the listener a choice yeah. the thing that they find that they're hungry for is Real artists like
0: that, I, I was very surprised. I mean, I, I love Chris Stapleton. I was very really surprised how popular he's been. I mean, sure, it's, uh, it's stunning. Sure, I mean, Nashville doesn't seem to be catching on to that very much, but <laughs> the main, the main sort of like the yeah, uh, I, I know, music isn't growing, it interesting? But, yeah,
1: isn't it interesting?
0: It's a bit like what happened, um, around the time of uh, Oh Brother, Are Art Now? Like, sure it's, it's like in denial that it's popular,
1: right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can't play this on the radio,
1: yeah. <laughs> <sighs> There's probably a lot of reasons yeah. for that, reasons that are beyond you and I sitting yeah. here at this table. But, yeah, I anyway. I think people can get behind the artist they want to now. Mm. Now it's just a matter of of having people yeah. find you. That's really what 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 ends up being the artist's main you. Know, first first become great then have people find you and yeah. some people do it the other way around but it's it's a lot harder
0: yeah i mean that that's the sort of thing about if you spent like 10 years or 15 years sure. working then are you sort of prepared for it sure whereas where, where people have gone through like the, the the voice or the x factor route they sure. they, they just they it's sort of the fame comes before they've got the skills to, sure. try to deal well, with it. I, or
1: yeah. or the mindset that's that's yeah. kind of the difficulty of plucking people out of obscurity yeah. and throwing them into the limelight yeah. like that no one's prepared for it yeah. it makes great television yeah. and it's a wonderful story but uh, the ones that have lasting power that you know yeah the great the great artists had a bit of struggle and they worked their way in it's i think it's important
0: yeah and um so talk about your music anyway, because sure. "Made" is the sort of like the catalyst or the, the main sort of, sure. Focus of the Sure, the distillate, I like to yeah, say. Yeah, it's a it's a great song because it must be very much easier to write songs about um, being miserable and being being. Oh, <laughs> like, completely! Like, writing a happy song like that is <laughs> great. It's, well,
1: and it's not just happy; it's content.
0: Content. Yeah. And
1: and, and I think that there's a large difference because yeah. there are many times in my life, daily, where I'm happy. But yeah. even in times of happiness, even extreme happiness, I'm not always content. Yeah, Contentment stays with you. Contentment is sort of a status of the heart, you know? Mm-hmm. And And I wanted to find a way, to me, that's country music. Country music was saying, look, this is the way of my life and it is not what's sexy and it's not Mm. what you hear and it's not what everybody desires but it's what i have and it's what i love and that's country music to me that's how people were drawn to it because it was so real and so visceral and i was really glad to have written that song with daisy like we we just knew where we wanted to go
0: yeah, and um, it's actually quite. I find that the album's got a very positive up vibe, hmm. which is really quite quite nice. I mean, not all of it. Oh yeah, they're, 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 there's cover a few other sure. moods as well. Oh but yeah, it, no, completely. But it, it doesn't go into sort of like um, anything very maudlin. It's always got that sort of uh, the,
1: the but, tinge of hope. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, Listen, man, I, I don't think it's fair. Yeah. As an artist or a writer. Yeah. To pull people down into the depths with you and then just leave them there. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't seem very no. like life affirming. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I want to be a responsible artist. You yeah. know, to say, look, I'm going to take you there, but I'm going to give you the solution to that
0: as well. Yeah. I think it's a very good message, or that sort of content message as well for sure. today, because it's it's such a material world. But, Absolutely. And as as Maid says, it's not that that brings you brings you contentment. It's something sure. completely the opposite it's just
1: that might even be looked at as benign yeah but it's not benign in fact it's essential and so it's strange that I mean I've got notifications on my phone that show me all of the things that I'm missing yeah and all of a sudden my contentment just dropped why yeah why if I was if I never knew about it I was happier it was almost this sort of like ignorance is bliss thing but I don't want bliss I want contentment I want to know that that's out there and it not matter to me Mm. and that's even harder to achieve yeah
0: also, I think when when you when you start getting wanting um, things, uh, you, you lose your contentment. It also, you, you, the, the sort of fate has a way of dealing you a blow. You think, ah, that, that that was how I should have been feeling. Content. Sure. Sure. Well, <laughs> it has that, that effect, doesn't it? Isn't it? I, I,
1: you it, it comes out sideways. Yeah. If you're not careful, if you're not constantly checking, constantly being yeah humble. Um, there's a writer, Richard Rohr, who says uh, he he prays for for one act of daily humiliation uh, which I love because you only when you're like truly humiliated and you realize your own humanity do you get to get to really live in the moment I think and, and kind of get off your high horse and whatever it is that your ego kind of goes out the window and you just yeah. get to exist I think it's kind of what we're all going for in some way.
0: Hearts That Bend. Oh yeah. interesting you song. You fancy that song? Yeah.
1: Yeah man. No it's That's a that one was hard-earned. Yeah, Yeah. we we got in with my friend Donnie Fallgater. He's in a band called Steel Union and we'd been friends for Mm. at least a decade but we'd never written together and we finally got into the room and we got on this couch and we were just sitting and shooting the breeze and he said look I've got this idea that I've been saving for you and Mm. I was like okay well I want to treat this well then, you know, we haven't, we've known each other for 10 years. And he said, it's, he's just started telling me these stories, these true visceral stories that he's lived through in his life that were really impactful, but he almost didn't know how to manage them or how to write about them well, but he thought that I would treat them with the sensitivity. And I really appreciated that for him saying that, which made me want to mm-hmm. be sensitive with him, But, um, no, the the story of he went he sang at a funeral where Night. there's a very stoic man. Um, the, obviously, the 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 husband of the deceased, and uh, he was so tough and rough and tumble. And then uh, at this moment, all at once, um, as they're lowering it down, he he just cries. Yeah. He just cries, and he and he, he actually in this case he, he jumped onto the casket as they were lowering God. it. And I I can't imagine what that would have been like to be there and be present for it. But he did, and he said, "That's that's love," and I think everybody. As as devastated as he was, what that devastation represented was something that I think we all want at yeah. the
0: core of us a little bit. I, that's what I like about songs. You, you get you get the you get the feeling. You've you you've, 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 got, you've, you've taken an, an event. Sure. You've made it into a song, and you get you get the from the song you get that whole feeling, but you don't know what the event is. And it, sure. It's really quite interesting. Yeah. When you hear what's behind it, it will make sense. But sure. it, it makes sense without that. But it just gives. Well, you and the,
1: I guess that's the craft yeah, of it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so go on, I want to play a song after I've interviewed you. So which one would you would you think I should play then?
1: Well, you've already you've already done Made, right? Yeah. And you've yeah. already done Parts of Hearts of the Bend. Yeah. Um, let's do something a little bit up positive, like you said. How yeah. about Revival?
0: Revival, yeah. That's all the gospel team stuff. Absolutely.
1: I no, I like that one a lot.
0: Yeah, so how did that come about? Just, uh...
1: Well, um, going through a pretty harrowing time. And I was in with a writer, uh, Marty Dotson, who's Phenomenal, and we write together a lot, um, several times a month, and so it, it, it. This one we were on a retreat actually, looking out on this gorgeous lake, uh, Lake Burton in Georgia, and it just kind of came to us. We were like, look, we, we're not out of the doldrums yet, but looking out at this sunset across this lake, we're really getting a sense mm. that maybe there, maybe life is more beautiful than we're making it right now, and so. It came about, and, and these lyrics really hit home with us. And it, it started out as a very like dirgy soulful t- tune, dirgy though, you know, mm. um, kind of down and out. And then when I got in the studio with Mitch Dane, and he said, "Let's pick this up. Let's take it where it needs to go." Yeah. I was, I was so grateful for it, because especially with the choir, Jason Eskridge singing. I mean, it's, yeah.
0: this was, this was a really fun track. Yeah, so. sounds really good. Anyway, well, thanks for talking to us. Of course, yeah. I hope to see you over again very soon. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) Okay, thanks.